the 2018 Media Mass and Pro-Life events, all coming up on this Catholic Gateway Podcast weekly news update. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Catholic Gateway Podcast Weekly News Update. I'm your host, Gabe Jones. Last week we were off on Monday, January 15th due to the MLK Day. And so I didn't get a podcast produced last week, but here we are back for this week, January 22nd, 2018. Here's a look at what is going on in the Archdiocese of St. Louis. On Sunday, January 14th, the Mass for the Preservation of Peace and Justice took place at the Cathedral Basilica of St. Louis. Father Art Cavett, Executive Director of the St. Charles Luanga Center, delivered the homily. This marked the Archdiocese's 42nd annual commemoration of the birth and legacy of Martin Luther King Jr., a reception and awards presentation ceremony for the 11th annual Martin Luther King Jr. Model of Justice Honorees took place in Boland Hall after Mass. A complete list of honorees can be found on the website of the St. Louis Review. Brett Hobrish, the priest for a day who got to serve two Holy Thursday Masses with Archbishop Carlson in 2015, passed away on January 10th after a long battle with a brain tumor. Brett was 14. Dave Luking, who covered Brett's special day in 2011, was also at the funeral Mass. You can read Dave's remembrance at stlouisreview.com. Nearly 2,200 teenagers, young adults, adult chaperones, volunteers, Catholic priests, seminarians, and other pro-life supporters journeyed to Washington, D.C. for the 45th Annual March for Life on Friday, January 18th, as part of the Generation Life pilgrimage planned by the Archdiocese of St. Louis. The purpose of the pilgrimage is to bring awareness to the fact that life begins at conception and the belief that human dignity should be legally protected from conception until natural death. In total, an estimated 3,000 St. Louisans participated in the March for Life, representing at least 60 Catholic parishes and schools. The Catholic Youth Apostolate of the Archdiocese of St. Louis has planned and coordinated the Generation Life trip since 2013. The 2,200 pilgrims with Gen Life departed on 40 buses from six different locations around the St. Louis area in the evening of Wednesday, January 17th, and arrived back on Sunday, January 21st. I spoke to St. Louis Review reporter Jennifer Brinker and executive director of the Respect Life Apostolate live from the March for Life last Friday. I posted that interview last week, but I'll also include it in the second half of this podcast, so stay tuned for that. Though the 45th March for Life is complete, the annual Memorial Mass is taking place on January 27th at 10 a.m. at the Cathedral Basilica of St. Louis. The Mass is to remember all the babies who have died and all those whose lives continue to be affected by abortion and Roe v. Wade. Bishop Mark Rivetuso will be the celebrant. All are welcome to attend. That's 10 a.m. on Saturday, January 27th at the Cathedral Basilica. A peaceful, prayerful walk and demonstration outside Planned Parenthood will follow the Mass. The Office of Communications and Planning with the Archdiocese of St. Louis is hosting the 2018 Media Mass at the Old Cathedral this Wednesday, January 24th, the Feast of St. Francis de Sales, who is the patron saint of writers and journalists. If you or someone you know is in the field of communications, please invite them and join us yourself at the Basilica of St. Louis King or the Old Cathedral. 
for their 12.10 p.m. regularly scheduled weekday mass. Now here are the five quintessential stories from the St. Louis Review handpicked by the staff for you to share and discuss this week. You can find these stories online at stlouisreview.com slash five things. That's stlouisreview.com slash the numeral five things or in the paper dated January 22nd, 2018. Number one, Jennifer Brinker writes about a couple from Uganda with a personal commitment to build a culture of life one smile at a time. The couple was in St. Louis last week to spread the news about their organization, Smile Again Families. The organization provides emotional and spiritual support to teenage mothers in Uganda so that they will choose life for their babies instead of abortion. Number two, Joe Kenny writes about how an interest in a program of pre-medical studies in college led a St. Louis Priory High School student to begin the nonprofit Bridges to America program to assist immigrants and refugees as they transition to life in the United States. Number three, Dave Luking has a story recalling the 200th anniversary of Bishop William de Burgh's arrival in St. Louis 200 years ago this month and explains the series of events that led up to that historical moment. You'll definitely want to read that one. Number four, Dave also has an update about 529 plans and how families with children in Catholic schools can now benefit from tax deductions if they contribute to a 529 plan for elementary or high school expenses. And number five, finally, a Catholic News Service article explains how recent studies have shown that prayer, faith, and belief in God can make you healthy physically as well as spiritually and emotionally. There's a look at what's happening around the Archdiocese of St. Louis. Remember, for these stories, events, and more, visit stlouisreview.com and rhstl.org and follow the Archdiocese of St. Louis and the St. Louis Review on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you for listening to this Catholic Gateway Podcast news update for the week of January 22nd, 2018. You'll hear that interview with Jennifer Brinker and Karen Nolkemper live from the March for Life last Friday in just a moment. But first, here's Michael Horn from the Office of Laity and Family Life with our new segment focusing on catechesis and apologetics. Throughout 2018, Michael will take us through the six precepts of the church. So here's Michael. Last time we discussed the idea of the precept of the church to attend every Sunday Mass and to also attend Holy Days of Obligation. And we led into a segment about the Eucharist and the importance. And so today we'll discuss a couple of the fruits and graces that come to us from the Eucharist and why it's so important for us and why the church encourages us to attend Mass. The principal fruit from the Catechism, paragraph 1391, of Holy Communion is an intimate union with Christ Jesus. And so it doesn't get any more personal for us than that, to receive Jesus Christ in the Holy Eucharist. And it was in John 6 that the Lord told us that he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. And so it is so beautiful on the feasts of the Lord and on Sundays that when we receive the body of the Son of God, we proclaim to one another the good news that we have received the first fruits of a life given to us fullness of life that Jesus came to grant us. And so now we are the leaven in the world who can go out and take the fruits of the Holy Eucharist out and to evangelize the world. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Catholic Gateway Podcast. This is Gabe Jones, your host. We have some special guests for the Catholic Gateway Podcast today. It is Friday, January 19th, 2018, and live from the March for Life, 
We have Jennifer Brinker, reporter with the St. Louis Review, and Karen Nolkemper, executive director of the Respect Life Apostolate of the Archdiocese of St. Louis. So they are joining us live from the march in D.C. Welcome, ladies. Welcome. Thanks, Gabe. Yeah, thanks for inviting us. Yeah, thanks for joining. Uh, you know, I, I know you're, you're probably walking shoulder to shoulder with thousands of other people there. Can you describe for those of us back home what, what the mood is like, what's going on there, what you're seeing right now at the March for Life? Right. So right now, actually, we're in holding pattern. Um, it's pretty backed up. Uh, there are, I'd say, hundreds of thousands of people here, and we're trying to squeeze out from the mall to Constitution Avenue. Uh, so right now we're kind of just in a holding pattern with our Archdiocese and St. Louis group, um, and we're, we're getting closer to the road right now. <laughs> and we're, having, we're waiting for other groups to unite. We're uniting the entire Archdiocese. We've got several banners here, the Archdiocese of St. Louis, St. Clement of Rome. We have a number of church banners, uh, Gen Y. So again, instead of we're, so we're kind of waiting as people are, are regrouping and joining under one, one or two banners for the Archdiocese. It's very, very... Uh, Exciting, very crowded. We're, we're shoulder to shoulder with lots of folks from all over the nation. It's a really great day. That's really awesome to hear. And um, for those of you listening who um, may not know, there were about 2,200 people from St. Louis who went with the Generation Life pilgrimage. But we estimate there might have been 3,000 people from the St. Louis region going to D.C. for the March for Life. Um, what? Uh, <laughs> What sort of what sort of crowd are we looking at overall? I mean, do you know? Can you estimate how big the crowd is there in DC? I'd say hundreds of thousands for sure. Um, I think what's so impressive is the obviously the, the youthful the youth presence here at the march right now. Um, not just from the archdiocese St. Louis, but I mean, you see banners from all over the place, youth groups and high schools and colleges and. I even see the Lutheran Church right up here ahead of us, so this is totally not just a Catholic uh, event, obviously, but uh, for many people who believe in this, this issue. Karen, um, this is obviously sort of the, the Super Bowl for the pro-life movement. Um, <laughs> this is like the Super Bowl for the pro-life movement. What... Uh, what does this mean? Like, why, you know, why do we do this every year? This is the 45th anniversary of the March for Life. Can you explain sort of why this is so important to do every year, even though we've been doing it for so long? I think it's all in God's time. And we know we need a peaceful, careful, persistent witness. And we know that abortions are going down in Missouri. I believe it's gone down 39%. So it does make a difference in state by state, city by city. Again, there is an impact. We are seeing a decline. And there's a new uh, renewed hope. And it's because the people realize there's resources available to help pregnant women in crisis choose life for themselves and for their unborn children. So it's important to continue to pray and work for the dignity and sanctity of all life. So we have to worship our lifetime. And again, just exciting to see what's happening. We know there is a decline in our very own state of Missouri. I believe it's declined by 39%. So God, is, God is at work, and prayers are paying off. It's important to continue to witness uh, and unite our spirits. And the enthusiasm that is generated by seeing so many people, as Jennifer said, from throughout the nation, young, old, middle-aged, Catholic, Protestant, others, it's just very invigorating, and it really gives you a sense of renewed hope to literally see hundreds of thousands of people here in D.C. We can <laughs> we can kind of hear the uh, we can hear the the crowd behind you, Jennifer. Real quick, 
can you uh, can you ex uh, share? Um, I know Archbishop had mass for the teens this morning, uh, for the the Generation Life pilgrimage. What were some of the messages that he shared with the with the group this morning? Right. So he, you know, he talked about obviously that you know we were witnesses, um, you know, and that we were called to go out into these streets and proclaim, you know, the message of you know God's love for us. And it's you know it's not just simply that we want to bring an end to abortion, but all of this is rooted in God's love for us and how He created us in His image and likeness. Uh, and, and we're to have that courage to go out there and, you know, as he said, hang from the rafters and say, choose life. <laughs> so he, he really did, a, I think, a great job getting the, uh, the team pumped up, uh, you know, and kind of excited, fired up for this afternoon's rally in March. It, it, to really reiterate the point that the Catholic Church, we're all about promoting and defending all life for wounds and kids. We're there to support the unborn baby, the mother. We're really about, again, supporting all life at all stages and all ages. Again, really getting the crowd pumped up. And I love the point about radiating Christ's love. That's what it's all about. And the theme is love saves lives. Love saves lives. And that makes so much sense because we're loving people into the truth and helping convert their hearts by being kind and speaking the truth with love and mercy. That's what it's really all about. That's really great. And, and actually, you know, love, love saves lives. Love is also the creative force. That, I mean, that, that's what creates life. I mean, that God's love creates and sustains us. And so it does save lives because it's, it's, you, you can't have life without love. So it's really great to hear uh, the message, I think, really can resonate. Um, now, what, uh, what's the plan for the rest of the day? You're, you're all going to the march right now. It's a little after, um, what, 2 o'clock there in D.C.? What uh, what's the plan for the next couple hours there? I, how long do you think the march is going to last? Oh, a couple of hours. Yeah, we're, we're going to easily be here for a few more hours for sure, <laughs> which is good. You know, it's a it's a beautiful day. I don't see a single cloud in the sky. It, it actually is quite warm for for this time of year, uh, and so I think people, you know, as they march down Constitution Avenue to the Supreme Court steps, you know, I think people are probably going to linger. You know, they're not, you know, going to be freezing or right. frosted by snow or anything like that. So I, I think we're going to see people out in the streets, you know, in the afternoon here uh, in D.C. Oh, go ahead. It just is a real joyful atmosphere. People are talking about themselves with other groups. Uh, some people have posts on, some people don't, just have jerseys and hoodies. And, again, it's just absolutely gorgeous here. Warm, sunny, or relatively warm, maybe in the 40s, I think. No rain, nothing's going on. It's perfect, perfect weather. So uh, we're very hopeful. It'll probably be a good few hours for sure. We're uh, kind of bringing up the rear, but we're coming in strong. We're coming in force here. That's great to hear, and the weather's definitely a blessing whenever you can get great, great, great weather like that. Now, one question real quick. You sort of mentioned it. What uh, what are you hearing from the teens from St. Louis? Have you talked to any of them and gotten some feedback about what their experience has been like? And, and maybe have have you heard of any hearts being touched or anybody having a, a real you know I don't know life changing experience or going for the first time? Any any stories you can share? You know, I I interacted with a number of teens last night and today already, and um, for some it's their first time. Um, you know, they're a newly minted eighth grader. Uh, coming with their youth group, or maybe they're just their eighth grade class at their, their Catholic school. Um, you know, and, and I think they're in awe of it, you know, seeing this many people around. Uh, it's just awe-inspiring for them. Um, and there are others who are 
you know, what you would call seasoned veterans. They're seniors in high school, and they've been doing this in eighth grade, and, you know, they, they come to this every year because they they realize uh, the, importance, the importance of this and the commitment that they make. Um, you know, I met I met a young girl from uh, St. Bernard, Magella, and she is now a senior at Kirkwood High School, and she started a pro-life club at her public high school because she was inspired by what she witnessed at the march coming here with her youth group. And I think that's incredible. And she's, she's faced resistance from her peers, from her teachers. Um, you know, she's, she's also had some support as well. Uh, but it's just amazing to see how this particular event drove her to do that. She was so inspired by what she saw here. So those are the kind of stories I think are amazing. And it, it's yeah, that's that's really that's inspiring, inspiring to hear. Yeah, that's that's that is yeah. very very inspiring. You guys are probably you know like I said, shoulder to shoulder with people and in the midst of a big crowd. I don't want to keep you too long. Um, any other parting thoughts that you just want to share today about the march and where we are, maybe in the pro life movement and and. Uh, you know, what people back here in St. Louis can, can maybe take from this, even though they're not participating. Any other closing thoughts? The, the bottom line is, is the power in numbers. And I'm thinking about your question before, and people said if only one person, people are contemplating abortion, and it may have gone through abortion, right? they said I only saw one person praying, kneeling, speaking, reaching out to me, the power of one. We need to continue to be faithful, never give up. It's all in God's time. It's just, that's what he needs it peaceful, prayerful, persistent witness. And again, just to be reassured, you're not alone. There are so many other people who are united. And it's just um, important to, to realize that, that this is the truth, and the truth is on our side. And when we speak the truth with love and mercy, the truth prevails, and God prevails, and ultimately life prevails. Great, great words of wisdom there, Karen. Couldn't agree more. Um, and hopefully that message continues to get out, uh, both through the March for Life and maybe through this podcast. Share this with your friends and, and continue to, to share the message that life Thank wins, you for listening to this episode win, of the Catholic and, and Gateway Podcast. Saves lives. We always welcome story tips and ideas for the podcast. Jennifer, just send them um, to communication at archstl.org. Um, your coverage That's is going to be in the review next week, but you're also going to be tweeting the rest of today. Make and sure to connect with us stuff on online, social media right? to stay up to date with what's yeah, going on here in the Archdiocese of St. Louis. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for Archdiocese of St. Louis. We're on Twitter at ArchSTL is our handle there, um, at ArchSTL. And we're on Instagram, at CatholicSTL. And you should follow the St. Louis Review. They're on Facebook, also Twitter and Instagram, under the handle Thank you, Jennifer, for the work you're doing, and Lisa as well, and Karen, and all the rest of the people from St. Louis who are representing us in the Catholic Gateway Podcast is a production of the Archdiocese of St. Louis. I'm your host, Gabe Jones. We hope you'll join us again next time here in the Gateway to the West, the Rome of the West, and Karen Nolfin, Executive Director of the Respect Life of Popsport, live from the March for Life in Washington, D.C. here on Friday, January 2018. So, uh, Jennifer and Karen, thank you so much for coming on today, and uh, I'll let you get back to, to marching with uh, your comrades there in D.C. Awesome. We just about made it to Constitution Avenue, finally. Finally. <laughs> awesome. Well, we work ahead of yeah. Great day.
Great. Take care. March safely. All right. Thank you. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Catholic Gateway Podcast. We always welcome story tips and ideas for the podcast. Just send them to communications at archstl.org. That's communications at archstl.org. Make sure to connect with us on social media to stay up to date with what's going on here in the Archdiocese of St. Louis. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for Archdiocese of St. Louis. We're on Twitter at ArchSTL is our handle there, at ArchSTL. And we're on Instagram at CatholicSTL. And you should follow the St. Louis Review there on Facebook, also Twitter and Instagram under the handle at St. Louis Review. That's ST Lewis Review. The Catholic Gateway Podcast is a production of the Archdiocese of St. Louis. I'm your host, Gabe Jones. We hope you'll join us again next time here in the Gateway to the West the Rome of the West, Catholic St. Louis.